welcome to Italian Impact Weekly. I'm your co-host, Steve Stefano Mancini. And I'm Claudio Relsano. Great to have you guys uh, back on the show today, listening. Oh, okay. So, so it's short and quick. Let's go. Well, you weren't kidding, man. <laughs> <laughs> to the, we have great guests on. We got no, that's right. Time. We have two great guests on, and I'm kind of looking forward to that. And again, I want to thank you all for joining us tonight. And a big thank you to our listeners from all over the world. Uh, listen to us live streaming at khbradio.com. And uh, for anyone that misses it, please go out and check out past episodes on italianimpactweekly.com. And as always, I want to remind folks that if you have any uh, questions, if you have a recommendation for a good guest, especially in a local area, or if you um, just want to, you know, kind of follow up on something, please feel free to email us at questions at italianimpactweekly.com. And again, um, Claudio, so we have two guests tonight, uh, but in the meantime, how have you been? ItalianImpactWeekly.com. You told me to say it a couple of times. And that is how Claudio has been. I'm good. I'm good. I'm feeling better. The voice isn't 100%, but uh, I'm going to lose it during our season, though. we got a ga- games coming up at Carnegie Mellon, so I'm probably going to lose it again. I was going to ask you. But I'll be all right. You guys, you guys are starting. I think, what, you said in a week you guys are down we in Florida. We go to Florida. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Who are you playing? Um, not sure yet. And I never worry about the opponent. That's, a heck, of, about... that's a heck of a scheduler <laughs> right no, there. I, just show I, up. I, a Ferris State. We're playing oh, Ferris okay. State. We're playing. Is it like um, an open tournament or is this regular no, no, games? It's, well, they're non-conference games. Okay, so this is just uh, like getting, State, you, getting you ready. Uh, Toledo, I forgot some other schools. But right, I, so I just worry about uh, I'm, my, I listen, my When I used to coach, it was the same way. We're going to play something. Is it going to matter how you yeah. play? You play the way you're supposed to play, and don't worry about who you're playing. But I have a good group of guys. We're still in the thick of things for the playoffs. We have a fall season, and we have more hurdles to overcome than any team, trust me, without going into detail. But uh, well, we don't have a practice facility. We don't have a field on campus. There's a lot of things we got to deal with. Plus, school, it's an Ivy League school based out of Pittsburgh, as we all know. And uh, But I have a good group of guys, a special group. And uh, and they have a hell of a coach, too. So well, we're good. You're fond of letting <laughs> us know. And uh, uh, No, seriously. Good good luck, though, in the season. Thank It'll you. Be fun. Hey, remember, i got to come actually watch a game. I want to watch. I'd like to watch live baseball, but unfortunately, all we have is the Pirates. So Well, we're, we're a little too exciting, unfortunately. My guys <laughs> like to see how high they can get my brother, uh, blood pressure. Then we win, and I'm all worked up. Win. But they like that. Baseball, Pittsburgh. What's that? Anyways. <laughs> but anyways, you know what? So um, before we kind of kick our, uh, you know, kick our interviews off with our guest tonight, I do want to, um, you know, yesterday I went to an event. I went to a luncheon, and uh, you know, it was an Italian. It was you know Italian kind of get together, and they, they try and do it once in a while. And um, one of the things that came up there was, you know, I'll be honest. I looked around the room, and I said, you know, there's no young people here. Mm-hmm. And so I'm talking to the folks, and. The one, the biggest challenge that I see, and I belong to things like the American Legion, I'm with the Knights, Columbus, you know, I'm, I'm with a lot of different groups. Um, but what I see is young folks don't seem to be joining groups or getting involved. And this is going to lead to our guest tonight. But I want to talk about that because, you know, you and I have been talking, you know, the whole point of putting this show together was for us to kind of celebrate heritage culture. Hey, we're Americans. I'm born in America. I'm proud to be an American. I served in the military for 20 years. Love the country. But I, I just have this belief that we are our experiences, and that is shaped by the people that were around us growing up, our family. Well, who are they? Well, they are the people that were shaped by the people around them and their family. And, and eventually, no matter where you're from, whether it's Germany, Ireland, Italy, Poland, it doesn't matter. Ultimately, your personality in some way, shape, or form is going to trace back to that country. You, you cannot escape that. And um, one of the things that I think we're trying to promote, and again, I'm going to get your thoughts on this, is how do you get people that are, that are so far removed, for lack of a better term, from the boat? 
to say, you know what, I still would like to appreciate my culture. Okay, to be American, I get it, we're a stew, we're a melting pot. So how, how do we do that? What, what is the approach we take, you know, as, as you know, people that are, one, proud to be, you know, Americans, but yet passionate about our culture? Right. Well, the Italians have a saying, what starts at the top, at the head, right? Well, my, my parents taught me everything that comes out of my mouth, about 80% of it comes from my parents. And I remember my dad, he'd be watching a television show. And so, oh, look, there's an Italian producer. Look, there's an Italian director. And he would constantly talk about where he's from in Italy. And, and my mom would talk. Obviously, loved it here in the States. Obviously, that, that goes without saying. But don't forget about where we're from. And, and, um, and that's what it is. You have to instill. You have to teach. You can't take for granted. You can't forget. It always bothered me when you ask somebody, where are you from in Italy? Mm -hmm. uh, I'm not sure. Right. I mean, I know right. the spot. I know the town and the whole nine Italy. Because, I'm from Italy. Yeah, yeah exactly. Okay. I'm from the world. You know, okay. <laughs> but but again, my parents constantly, constantly. To, or if there was a guy on TV, a, a, a boxer. Oh, he's an Italian. Mario Andretti. Oh, he's. I don't care about race car driving. Oh, Andretti's right. driving. We got a room for Andretti. His name ends in an I. Uh, exactly. It. <laughs> You're and, right. And and uh, and and that's how we did it. So, and, and that's what I do with my daughter. So it's funny you say that because I remember when I was a little kid. And I don't know if you remember the movie The Dirty Dozen. Sure. Now, I wasn't, just for the record, I was not alive when the movie came out. I'm not that old. But I did watch <laughs> the movie am. when I was a kid. Yeah. And uh, one, of the, one of the 12's last name is Mancini. And I mean, to this day, when I watch that movie, I'm watching the credits for that Mancini guy. And then, um, obviously, you know, Ray Boom Boom Mancini. Sure. I mean... You stop and you're going to, oh, Ray Boomer means he's fighting on TV. I don't care what you're doing. You're coming in from playing, whatever you're doing. Why is a Mancini? And it's the same thing, though. You're finding those connections, whatever they were, and you latch on to that. I don't know that people do that anymore. I don't think they get taught that anymore. I think another thing, and again, we'll ask our guests this. We talked about Bruno Sammartino prior to the show. Bruno was a huge draw in the East, everywhere he went, but especially in the East, because why? There was a lot of Italians here, and that was one of their own. And he was a strong man, and they and he was a champion, and, and they they supported him. And those people who supported him were probably you know five, ten, fifteen years max from coming from Italy. And this is one of their guys, you know. Yeah. And and now we're so far removed from those days. Um, there was a my, my wife teaches at St. James in Swickley. There was an influx of Italians that came in in the 50s, 60s, 70s, and they all went to St. James. You know, now hey, they still do well at St. James, obviously, but not there's no influx of Italians coming here. So there's a, there's several reasons why these things happen. No, it's funny you say that because even the ones that do come here, they they're they're a, I don't want to say like they're a different kind of immigrant. I don't know how to explain it, but it's not necessarily... There's more suffering back right, then. Right, right. It's not out of desperation. It's just simply, ah, I'm moving to the States. Right. You know, or hey, I mean, a lot of Americans say, I want to move to Italy. I want to move to here. I want to move here. I'm moving to Canada. I'm moving to Mexico, Costa Rica. It's not like, oh, I got to get out of there and find work. It's, right. it's different. And I, and I do think, I think that does change um, the perspective of the person that came here. Coming here out of desperation to make a better life is, I have to do this mm -hmm. versus I want to do right. this. And, and I think that also changes how then you instill those characters. Or the, and there or was a war back, going on right? back then, too. There's another reason why to get up. But the game Thanks, plan France. was... Thanks, France. Yeah. <laughs> how many are they going to get us into? The game plan was to come here, work, save your money, bring your family here, right. stay here for X amount of years and go back. But uh, Never usually they stayed here for about 80-some-odd years. Yeah, once they, they get assimilated, that's yeah, it. Yeah. But our, our guests will definitely have a lot of good things to say about things like this for sure no and in fact let's uh let's introduce our guests because they've been here chuckling at some of our comments and we're going to start first 
with Angela. And Angela, we're going to let you introduce yourself. But uh, for the folks listening, Angela is the executive director of La Scuola d'Italia Galileo Galilei. And I'm going to tell you who the granddaughter is. I'm going to save that for you because I remember his name and I remember him growing up. And um, she is uh, not first generation Italian, but third generation, if I'm not mistaken. And um, we're going to talk a little bit more about a big event that you've got coming up. Again, we're going to talk about all kinds of stuff with Angela, but I want to introduce Angela. So, Angela, please say hello. Buonasera. There you go. That's, <laughs> that's about as quick as it gets. And with us, we have Domenica. Now, Domenica is a first-generation Italian. Your parents immigrated si. here. And um, you are the president of the Calabria Club of Pittsburgh. And as you si. were fond to point out, you're the first woman president. Yes. Does that get you a free cup of coffee at some? You know, gets I'll, get you. I'll get you a free. Yeah, my, that's right. Get my, your my father is very proud. I can tell you that. No, <laughs> that's good. Again, we're going to have some questions for you because we're going to talk about your uh, unique experience of uh, going to school in Tuscano. So See. can't wait to talk about that. But um, ladies, uh, again, first of all, thank you again for joining us. We do appreciate that. And um, you know, Angel, let's start with you. So let's talk about a little bit about who you are, where you're from, and. And the one question we seem to ask a lot of our guests, and, and for the folks that are listening, not every single guest is going to be Italian. In fact, we've got <laughs> right. some we know are not Italian. We're, we'll talk about more about that later. Um, but obviously, for the folks that are, you know, this whole show is about kind of celebrating culture. So tell us about your background and, and why this is important to you. So I was actually born here in Pittsburgh, if you can believe that. I am the granddaughter of Jeep Eugene Di Pasquale, who was the president of city council for many, many years. Um, <laughs> I actually spent most of my life trying to figure out what my family was saying, right? <laughs> they would tell, they would use dialect in Italian to tell secrets, and I always wanted to know what they were saying, <laughs> right? And so when I got to be a certain age, I wanted to learn Italian, and then it just became a full-out passion to learn Italian. And while I was at the University of Pittsburgh, one of the professors said, hey, why don't you get your teaching certification? And I said, sure, I'll do that as a backup. This is the backup plan, right? You need a backup plan in life. Because I wanted all I wanted to do was learn Italian. And it got to the point where I started taking the education classes and that became my whole life. So I have actually been teaching Italian for the past 20 years, if you can believe it. I used to live, uh, I, I did three years in New Jersey. And then I came back to Pittsburgh when my grandparents passed away, actually three weeks apart. Um, we really believe that my grandfather passed away from a broken heart. Um, he was, nothing was wrong with him, but losing my grandmother was just too much for him. And I was very close to both of them. Um, and that became just the strive for me to come back home, be with family. I was teaching at Pitt and I found myself with a newborn child and less of a job. <laughs> and I said, you know, one of our friends said, hey, do you want to start a school? And I said, all right, let's give it a shot. He had asked me five years prior and I said, no, I'm good at my job. You know, I'm cushy at the job I have. I'm good. And I then said, okay, let's give it a try. Let's see what happens. And that was 2014. And ever since, we have just been fighting to create this pre-K through 12 school. Um, phase two, we did an early learning center in 2017 on Shady Avenue, and we are still there thriving. Um, we're teaching children ages one to five. We do Italian and English, but we also do other languages. We really focus it on the parent choice um, 
So we do Spanish and French and Mandarin, and we've had teachers do German and Japanese and all kinds of languages, right? But the children also teach each other. It's really interesting. Um, so at this point in time, we are about to do a fundraiser event. Um, we are looking for the funding to basically turn our school into the very first Italian elementary school and middle school here in Pittsburgh. Yeah. And actually in all of Pennsylvania, they do not have this yet in Philadelphia. And we're going to talk about that in a little <laughs> bit. And I'll tell you why, because the one thing, so like you, I, I learned Italian later in life. Yeah. Um, I mean, I... I had neighbors that spoke Italian. Like, I grew up in Bloomfield when it was really Little Italy. Yeah. You go to Little Italy days now, like, I don't care what anybody tells me. Right. You go to Little Italy days, I'm sorry, you know, yeah. Caribbean jerky and, yeah. and tattoos and vapes and, and medicinal oils. I'm not sure what part of Italy that is, but that's not, <laughs> it's just not. It's not where I was thinking Italian. Again, I'm not saying those are bad things, yeah. but, but if you're trying to sell, again, this is the whole point yeah. of the culture. If you're trying to celebrate Little Italy days, then the theme, I don't know, should be Italian. Call me crazy, but it should be Italian. Um, but again, what happens with those events is it becomes just a moneymaker. And Domenica, we're gonna come back to you though, because I'm gonna come back to the school, because what I wanna do is talk about the importance of language and children at a young age. Yeah. And I think there's one thing, so I was in the military and I spent six years straight overseas. In fact, in six years, I came home one time, and that was only because I was transitioning from one country to another. So in six years, I was home for about three weeks, that's it. So what I learned is that it's nice to say, hey, we're in America, we only need to learn English, but um, got it. But one, it is good for the brain. And two, it's kind of neat when you can go to someone else's country and I don't know, have enough decency and respect to at least take a crack at learning their language because they're making the effort when they come here. But Dominic, I wanna talk about you now. So um, let's talk about your background. So you were obviously uh, born here in Pittsburgh. Um, but your your parents are off the boat. Tell us a little bit about you and your family, where they come from. Yes, my dad is from uh, Reggio Calabria, so he's Calabrese, and my mom is from um, Gambarale in Abruzzi, so she's Abruzzese, which the two shouldn't have mixed all those years ago. <laughs> um, it's Pittsburgh. really yeah. not okay, you know, but it happened, and they just celebrated 50 years this week actually nice. tomorrow wow so they made it they made it but too late <laughs> now it's cheaper to keep her exactly i actually went to culinary school in toscano and went to toscano saparito and um is in via reggio so oh, it was only the parlare italiano quando lì did you have did you just speak italian when you were there no in english See, I always have to diverge, you know, defer to Angela because I'm one of those Italians who I understand everything. I, I'm afraid to speak it. Oh, crazy. Funny. No, no, it's not. It's I, crazy. I, I, it's actually really normal. My it, mother it does the same exact thing. She understands everything but she cannot she will not speak it she just refuses to say we just don't want to sound like fools i'm the same way yeah I think when that's I, it. so this last summer i went over to italy for a um for the first time i met my family over there the ones that are actually still there and i was nervous as, it, i was going to say the h word claudio but i already did i'm already going to hear it from uh, KHB radio so i'm a little nervous but i didn't have a choice they didn't speak english so i could either sit there and you know, point to things, or I could say, all right, I got to do this. And I make mistakes, and I just learned, you know, the heck with it. But Claudio. Um, Real quick, my mom, I used to speak to her in English, so I taught her American. She used to speak to me in Italian, so she taught me. 
And but it was funny when my friends would come over and see her, they would speak louder. It isn't she doesn't have a hearing problem. You know, she understands you and she would speak to them. You know, broken. the international translator is loud. Is louder, yeah. <laughs> or even my wife, whenever she I speak to my uncle and aunt in Italy every week, either on the phone or on Zoom. And she'll always put an O and hold O off. I said, what, what is that? And then she'll scream. You know, they can hear pretty good. But uh, oh, so we're no, 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 no. I was going to say louder and slower well, seems to be. Do you right, understand? Right, right. I want a coffee. <laughs> oh, one thing of I, course, I, sir. You are. One thing I wanted to, oh, I'm sorry. Yeah. Go ahead. Well, my son, Salvatore, traveled with me to my family. Oh, that's a good Italian name, by the in, way. In Calabria. We went to Naples. We went to Calabria. And we get to my people's village and um he's like ma what are they saying so my <laughs> son can speak italiano proper yeah but dialetto nothing you know so we were up there and i was trans i was translating it to english so he that he could speak back to them right. in italian <laughs> <laughs> so that's how we traveled through italy you know I what the <laughs> thing is though to learn early Yes. You know, I learned early. If I, I tried to learn how to play the piano when I was 27, and the guys doing, all, I said, "Look, I just want to play a few Barry Manilow songs and Lionel Richie and get out of here." And he kicked Are me out. Are you a Fanilow? A Manilow? Very, very Good much. For so. you, Got buddy. engaged at the Barry Manilow concert. <laughs> was it yeah. the weekend, weekend in New England? All that. Come on, stuff. that's my only song. Oh, I, gotta admit, I like that. I, one I song. got every single one of them. <laughs> but what I want to ask you both is, I mentioned my dad, how he instilled. Uh, everything to me again a, a, a box I mean my house was Marciano and DiMaggio and all those guys but he would point things out and he was talking about the beauty of Italy and and the food and you know, everybody talks about the passion yeah it's terrific but the actual land and the people who were successful the Da Vinci so on and so forth who instilled that in, in both of you we'll start with you Angela um, that's actually a hard question to answer because I think my whole family did. Mm. Um, you know, my dad actually, you can ask why I have the last name Hertz. Um, my dad's side actually was half Jewish and half Polish. And he gets mad at me all the time. Why don't you care about my side of the family? And I said, I do. You just don't know anything. <laughs> they knew <laughs> everything. Right. They knew everything. They knew exactly where they came from. They knew, you know, all about it. And so when I went there the first time, I got down to the bottom of the hill and I actually, they had cell phones back then in uh, 2000. And I had my Italian cell phone. I called my grandmother on the phone here in Pittsburgh. And I said, we're at the bottom of the hill. I don't know how to get to the top. She said, oh, that house right there. Yeah, yeah, there's a house here. Knock on the door. The woman will take care of you. Tell her your grandmother sent you. Oh, <laughs> I did. I knocked on the door. In the background, there's music playing. <laughs> I knocked on the door, and she called somebody. He came down the hill and drove us up to the top and said, yeah, the distant cousins somehow. That's how they work. That's how they work. I mean, yeah. They, yeah. Well, we just found out we're cousins. Yeah, we did. <laughs> we all made fun of how this weird, incestuous Pittsburgh Italian. No, no, no. No. <laughs> They just had a lot of siblings. Stop making fun of a West Virginia, of Pittsburgh. A lot of siblings. <laughs> a lot of siblings. That's what Dominic, it was. what about you? Who instilled that uh, you Italian You know, I've never culture? even thought of that until... That's why I'm here. I, I asked the good questions. He does ask tough questions. It, it's both of my nonnas. So my, my nonna on my father's side, we called her nonna because it's dialect, um, in Calabresi, and then my nana on my mom's side, but they taught me about 
figs. Ah, Yvike. Yvike. I mean, how to grow them, how to cultivate them, how, you know, my other one taught me about the, the um, lima beans, and we would go out and we would play, and I'd play in the garden with both of those um, grandparents, you know, my, my nonnas. And um, now they instilled a lot of that, but my father, I mean, if you want to talk who really instilled, you're Italiano, you're an immigrant, and you're my daughter. Yeah. Uh, Joe, Joe Gooley. Whether you like it, you whether you like it or not. Giuseppe Gooley. <laughs> All right, here's what we're going to do. Let's take a little, this is actually really fun. I, I, we, we had a suspicion before we went live this was going to be a fun conversation. But here's what we're going to take a little break because we got to pay the bill. So, Claudio, take it away. All right, the Italian-American Sports Hall of Fame banquet will be Wednesday, August 2nd at the Lamont Restaurant on Mount Washington. If you want to become a member, of the Italian American Sports Hall of Fame, or want to be, or want to go to the banquet, email us with uh, at questions at italianimpactweekly.com. That's questions at italianimpactweekly.com. It's a great, great banquet. Trust me. And don't forget about my book, "Lead from the Heart Up, Not the Neck Up: How to Create a Positive Winning Culture on the Field and in the Office," uh, as well as my podcast, the Claudio Rosano Show, where I've interviewed a lot of good. I've interviewed a ton of good people, but as far as Italians go, Mario Andretti, Vince Ferragamo, Dick Vermeil, Vince Papali, Pauli. Malinaggi, Vinny Pazienza, I got a bunch of them. And then uh, don't forget about our boxing show, the best boxing show on TV, The Boxing Authorities with two honorary Italians, Luther Dupree Jr. and Smokin' Jim Frazier. And we'll, we got to have them on the show. We you are going to have to have them on the show. And the other podcast I do, the Pennsylvania Basketball Coaches Association podcast, go to pa-bca.org. And don't forget about our website, italianimpactweekly.com. Dot com. That's the second time I mentioned that. That's two. All he right. gets a free cup of coffee every time he does there it. There you go. That's his payment. Just what I need. And uh, again, as a reminder, if you are interested in sponsoring us or, again, like to have uh, you know your logo uh, on the website, you know, to support what we're doing, please email us at questions at italianimpactweekly.com. All right. Thank you very much. I got to tell you guys something. My daughter's name is Ida. We named her after my mom. And um, the Italian pronunciation is Ida. Right. So we my wife and I, who's also Italian, we always call her Ida. Right. So and her classmates call her Ida. So at her birthday parties, happy birthday. And then half of them would say Ida, half of them would say Ida. And they would look. What? The, why are they saying that? Then we had to go in and explain Split personality. Yeah, I, I guess. Yeah, she's got quite a person. She'll be on the show, too. That's right. She'll be on the show. They can't wait to have that. That's but um, now what? You kind of touched on it a little bit, kind of not, but what what motivated you to start these great organizations? Oh, I didn't. Cut. I didn't start the collaborative. Well, you Eclipse. didn't start it, but you're. I, I was 18 right. when the collaborative club started. I am now 49. Why did you want to be president and lead it? It after being around all of the Calabresi for 15 years, and just seeing how proud they were and. Not only that, we, we, we lost a lot of the, the older Calabresi. So I said, if I don't step up, who will? Very good. And that's how I feel. Yeah. And that's what's not happening. Nobody's stepping up. Um, I, I'm trying to get young people involved, like my son Salvatore now. He's very, very interested in the Italian culture. He travels there. He loves it. He's in school with Angela. So, um, you know, we need the next generation. And I, I hate to say it, my generation doesn't really have it. It's the younger kids that have more of the love of learning the Italian culture because they are more far removed. That may sound weird. 
But I have 29 cousins on one side, mm. and I have 30 cousins on the other side. I don't think half of them have ever ventured out and gone to Italy, gone to see our, our family there, our, our family's homes. Nothing. You, you know, I'll throw something. I think, and a lot of people think like that's a difficult thing to do. Like you don't have to be a millionaire no. to go to Italy. And that's, that's the other thing. It's like, I'll say something fun. Like I'm from Pittsburgh, you know, and I, so I'm going to make fun of Pittsburgh. So if you're listening from Pittsburgh, I'm from Pittsburgh too. You can still write me at questions at <laughs> italianimpactweekly.com and complain. But my point though is, for some reason, people get that mindset that they're just, they're content. Like if they have to cross a river, they think like they need a passport. It's like, it's weird. go out, <laughs> get out of Allegheny County. For once, dare to leave the state. And I'm not talking about driving 40 minutes over to you know Ohio to go to get cheap gas. Exactly. I mean, go back to Italy one time. I tell people, I said, you will fall in love with it. It is not what you think it is. When you go there, you know, you experience the culture. Like when you, you know, I'll give you a good example real quick. When I went last year, you know, you see all those like movies and you think, oh, you know, Italians don't really, the family doesn't get together and do all that stuff. Oh, yes, they do. <laughs> they had the long table out, the, you know, the pitchers of wine, the food was all homemade. They were singing, they were dancing. And I'm thinking like, oh, where's the cameras? You know, like this is, this can't be real. But no, that's really who they are. And yes, they're loud. They use the hands. And they do. I still use the hands too. You know how do you? What's, what's the old uh, joke? How do you? How do you shut an Italian up? You, you tie their <laughs> hands. You know what? Though, not to interrupt you. My dad used to get upset about that because we have a balance. Everybody speaks with their hands. I agree. You know, with we that. Ju we just get hammered with it. Just like we're the only ones who eat spaghetti. There's more. <laughs> Americans and you know, oh, so whatever you want to call them, eat spaghetti than we do. You know, we get the thing with the hands. Everybody does that. You're not wrong, but I, no, no, you're not wrong. But I tell you what, I, you, you see that they're, they're. I mean, right. they could literally not say a word and just do an entire conversation with just the hands. Yeah. And you know. Oh, there are videos on that. Oh yeah, there crazy. are videos on that's that. But <laughs> so my point though, back to your point though, is it's like go there one time. Go try to find the town where yeah. your great grandma, or your great grandfather came from. Yeah. Go see, I promise you, they're probably not from a big city. And they're probably some small town, you know, half the population's gone, half it's abandoned. Because I, when I went to my town, you know, it's up on the hills. Of course, you know what's nice about it? It was in, in Calabria down, and there's this beautiful beach. And I'm like, the town is 10 minutes away from the beach. Like, I don't want to go back to America. <laughs> like, I want to stay right here. Yeah. It's called historical memory, though. True. I don't know if you've heard of that, but um, the sun the air there the sea at your feet like i've when i go there i feel at home yes yeah me too. more than i've yes. ever felt at home anywhere in the world yeah, me and too. i didn't know that's what it was called yeah. but it's historical memory no, I, and it's amazing what it does to your soul you, you know you're not wrong when i stood in the uh in the roman forum you know and these are the ruins and you're sitting there like i could stand here and stare at this forever. Yeah. I don't know how to explain it, you, you, but you say you're just you're looking at this. You're looking at this. You're going to the old towns. You see the old villages in the in the mountains, you know. And you're just like, I don't I don't want to leave this. Never. It's an interesting. It's interesting that you said it that. Yeah. Way. It I thought I, I thought I was crazy, like going through a like no. a general path no. thing where I was you know reincarnated or something. No. So no. no. Happened exactly the same to me as well. Just. Um, being over there the very first time, I actually, my grandmother's sister, who was named Angela, um, Angela, right, uh, <laughs> she had passed away a few years prior, and I could swear there was a woman who looked just like her, and I said to, I got goosebumps, I said to myself, I am home, 
living here, I'm home. And actually, my plan was to stay there forever. Mine still is. Mine still is, too. Now it's to retire there. Now it's to retire there. It's our dream to retire there, yeah. But my husband's actually from Puglia. And you open up the, you know, the screens to the window and you see the sea. And I said to Mm. him, how did you leave this place? It's beautiful. And he said, I needed a job. I needed (laughs) to work. Right. And that was in 2007 he came here. So there's still that, you know, need for work. It's just not especially in the South. It's just not. It's still still poor in the South. Yeah, it is. Very. You know, you talked about dialect, not only dialect. And, and I do want to ask you specifically about the food. I'm very biased to food from Calabria, mm-hmm. from, from Calabria, from then uh, Abruzzi. But even in, in Calabria, there's a, there's my parents, as I said, are from uh, uh, my dad was from Falerna, my mom was from Nocera Terinese. But down the road was a place called Jitseria. And where I live, it's the mixture of Falernese, Nocerese, and Jitseria. But when they make sausage, we use the pork. Uh, intestines. They use the beef, and it's like it's a big it's a big change. It's a big deal. Then, if you uh, we make as I said, we used to make three hundred pounds of Italian sausage every year. We would never black pepper is a swear word, but in Abruzzi they put the black pepper in paprika. Why is that? It's the same country. But why is that? I just think regionally it's what they have. Uh-huh. You know what's um, available to them. What's or? available to okay. them? Yeah, just like when the immigrants came here. You know, as as a culinary instructor and as a chef, I have taught my mom over the years how to actually cook true Italian to be a cuoco italiana. Yeah. She never had the ingredients that we have available to us now. I mean, she was making pasta with red robin flour, and. None of us liked it. Robin it Hood was fly, heaven, yeah. it, it heavy, it n- no taste. I said, Ma, you're making pasta with the wrong ingredients. And boy, when she switched it up to double zero, everybody. <laughs> it's light, it's fluffy, it's airy. So I think that's what it is when it comes to the food there. It's what you have available. Like in Calabria, they use the red pepper paste. That's right. Yeah. So yes, they, yes. they sun dry the peppers, right. they make the paste, they put that into it. But you got to understand in the north, they don't have the means of drying the food. It's, it's cold there. It, you know, they don't get right. a lot of sun. Yeah. It's like, almost like a completely different country. Yeah. When you, and that, it, it's not, at least not that big, but you don't have to go far to be essentially in another country. And that's a lot of that goes back because what it was until the 18, mid 1800s when it actually became Italy. Right. I mean, they were all independent countries and people don't understand that. What we call dialects were different languages. Oh yeah. You know? and, and so it's not, it's not fair to say, oh, it's a dialect. You, you tell them that that's a, that's their language. That was the yeah. language of 150 years ago. And these, this region spoke this and it's the same with the food. We ate this, you eat this, you know, so. And the Southern of course has a lot more passion. Has a lot more fish involved. Much, yeah, you know? yeah, yeah. Everything there has fish. <laughs> yeah. All right. Um, we're going to switch gears a little bit to something that is near and dear to your heart, and that is um, there's something happening in March. Let's talk about what's happening in March, and then let's talk about the why it is happening in March. So I'll let I'll let you. I won't steal your thunder. All oh yours. gosh. So um, La Scuola d'Italia Galileo Galilei is having a fundraiser event, the first actually in nine years. So we are really hoping to unite the Italian-American community together 
to, if they can't attend, to at least donate to this cause. Um, it is so important right now. Um, basically, we are looking to expand, as I said before, into an elementary and middle school, and we are looking for the funding to make that project possible. Um, we are almost there. We just miss a t we're missing a tiny little piece to it that could make this, um, you know, move forward. And so we are having Patrizio Buone come here to Pittsburgh back again. He is very excited about this. Um, and we are going to have him in concert, and there is going to be a gala dinner, and he is going to do a meet and greet at the dinner for an hour. So you want to come and meet Patrizio and talk to him in person? This is the time, yes, right? <laughs> and we're also going to have a cocktail hour prior to that with some entertainment. Um, Martina Caruso, she sings. She's actually a cousin of mine as well. She is Calabrese, though. My mother's cousin. What do you mean, though? No, I mean, I mean, because my, no, no, no. I mean, because my family's Abruzzese, right? My family's Abruzzese, and my Abruzzese, my mother's Abruzzese cousin married a Calabrese again, right? So we're in the same storyline here right and they produced a uh, beautiful two children but their daughter has an amazing voice so she is going to do some singing and her husband also plays um so they're going to do some entertaining as well yeah. and where's it at it is going to be at soldiers and sailors oh, yeah so pretty much the doors will open at 3 45 cocktail hours start from four to five dinners five to seven and then the concert will start at 7 30 so it should be a fun event absolutely for sure. and this is all to raise money for the school so that we can open this portion um it's also going to be a culture association and domenica and i have talked about this a lot and she's like you need to tell people we always kind of forget that we're also a culture association trying to bring back all of those, you know, gathering people together, doing the culture events. Um, we would do card games. We would we do Italian film nights. We do group conversation. We would do lectures, history lectures, but also cultural lectures. Um, and all of those things, we cut out during the pandemic, we lost. We were doing it out of Winchester Thurston, and we lost that space. And we didn't realize what the pandemic had been doing to our community. Sure. You know, we had all these members who loved getting together, and now they haven't, you know, it's all online or we don't do it at well, all. Well, the and whole thing is, Anselo, even in the Pittsburgh area, you have hundreds of Italian groups, right? Um, they don't have their own buildings But you anymore. never know that. You know what? You just said, Ricky, you never know that. I'm, I'm, and we talked about, remember the Adelaide yeah. Club in Bloomfield? Yeah was right behind my house. Yes. And, and I think it was you who told me they're still there, but they're not in that building anymore. No, because they couldn't afford it. Exactly. So all these groups, so the folks that are listening, you got to understand this. All of these groups, essentially they're homeless. Correct. We're all, and oh, so Collaborate Club does not have a home. The effort by Angela is, is going to, I mean, I say it like this, yeah. ultimately going to provide them a home. Yes. So we're going to have a central location where folks can yeah. go meet. It's going to be available. And, yeah. um, and we'd like know. to start, um, you know, I know there's the Heinz History Center that does the collection of things, mm -hmm. but we would like to start collecting memories of people, actually, and put up paintings and plaques and things and start collecting from the families, those who came here, because we're we're like one generation away from losing all of that, yes, right? I'm are. third Absolutely. generation. All of my ancestors are gone, right? It's my, it's my mother and her generation, you know, her brothers, and that generation is still here, but they're getting, they're the older generation now. 
you know, so it's up to me and it's up to Domenica to try and maintain this. And I think both of us, when we first started getting together to talk about this, we said, oh, my God, we are on the same battle here. We are both trying to do the same thing. So let's do it together. But Angela, you had said something to me, and I think this needs to be said on this program. How many Italians? They, do they claim to be in Italy, in, in Pittsburgh? They're claimed to be 1.4 million. Okay, so 1.4 million in in the general like area, the that's general north, area. south, east, west. So right? if every Italian would give us ten dollars, dollars, mm. we could have the school up and oh, we running. Could, we could have and two the bill. center. We could <laughs> have million. We would have two buildings. ten million do- sure. ten dollars. What yeah. what is going on? We're not asking crazy amounts. Well, you know Just what want though, people to support. <laughs> well, and, and and Steve kind of touched on it about uh, all the different uh, clubs in the Pittsburgh area. I think that nowadays they may not be utilizing social media as much as they should. There's an old saying that I saw in a sugar packet: "He who has a thing to sell and goes and whispers in a well is not apt to get the dollars as he who climbs a tree and hollers." So promote, yeah, you know, get right. get the word out there, and I think it'll snowball. And then you get the right people, or something like this. I mean, we definitely want you guys back on again. That's that's all. <laughs> oh, we have to. As a matter of fact, Steve and I are worried that we may be replaced. I think Joe will pull the trigger on that real quick in a hurry. But but I, I think to get the word out, and he and I talked about some different ideas that we want to present to you. Yeah, and, we're talk and, more. and you know, I, I think it's a great idea, and I think that you know, get the word out there more as much as, I mean, I'm not blaming anybody. It's just the way it is. But get the word out there more. Get people interested. You know, you're not going to catch any fish if you don't throw the bait out there, right? The whole so. thing to me, though, is if you're Italiana, be Italiana. Okay? Yeah. I, everybody says, I'm Italian. I'm Italian. What does that mean? What does that mean to you? I know what it means to me, and I live it. Almost right. every day, I try to live some part of my sure. Italian heritage. Right. What do you do that you're Italian? You eat pasta on Sunday? That's no. well. That's exactly it. And again, that's how. But see, that's where how it was instilled in me by both my parents. Okay, the pride, and it's not being you know this day and age zero anti anything. Right. Right. Zero. It's being pro. Right. Okay, that's all. And, and like you said, what are you doing to? Say that you're Italian. Yeah, foster it. Teach it exactly. And, and my daughter knows. Again, I have a thing in my in my. Uh, it's a map of of Cusanza and all that kind. Of, so she if she hears Cusanza, she knows. She hears Angel uh, Calabria, she knows what it is. And um, we got the Italian flag, and she's that's been instilled in her. She minors in Italian at Pitt, um, so she, that's been instilled in her. And um, she wants to get her teaching certificate. She's gonna have to come talk to me. <laughs> There's all there's all kind we of things. We might know somebody with an inside yeah. track. Yeah. This is how things are done with Italians. I, I know that. people. They know people. <laughs> yeah, I know people. Right. But you know, um, you know, I, I look back and and all the things again. I keep repeating that were taught to me. And 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 I'm not just talking about glazed over. I'm talking about specifics. Specifics. You know, and and um, and, and and we do that. And I think more people should do that. And and we do have a wonderful unbelievable history and uh, I, I think it was on the Sopranos if you remember Dr. Melfi told her ex-husband the experiment worked mm. you know all of us coming over here you know we, we did pretty good I and actually have a really good history story if you want it please so my husband being from Italy in Italy they learned 
that Garibaldi came here during the Civil War and helped Lincoln win the war. Do any of you know that? No. No. We went down to the house um, in North or South Carolina of the president of the Confederacy. We found a flag from Gettysburg that has the signature of Garibaldi. We went to my alma mater, Dickinson College, and the history professor, we asked him, I said, I need to know this information, was Garibaldi at Gettysburg? And he said, well, he was not, but his men were. And they brought that flag back to him. And Lincoln refused to make him a general. He wanted to become a general because he knew if he became a general, it would go in the history books. But Mm. Lincoln refused to make him a general. So even today, the unification of Italy, right, then became the unification of the United States. And that's thanks to Garibaldi in part. Nobody knows that here. It's important to get that out. But something you were talking about, and we kind of discussed about being instilled in things. In 1999, uh, one of my best friends, he's a former five-time world champion boxer, Vinny Pazienza, I went to go watch him fight. And, and there's a movie on his life, Bleed for This, you got to watch it. But there was a, um, uh, he, he was fighting in Foxwoods Casino. And there was a big, um, what do you call it, cabinet of trophies and awards and stuff of a basketball player named Ernie D. Gregorio, who's a very successful college basketball player out of Providence. So he won a, uh, he was in the Italian, he was voted into the Italian American Hall of Fame in Chicago. But the logo on that plaque is the Italian flag, right? And I remember telling my wife, I want to win an award with that logo on it. I mean, it just stuck to me. Is that, you know, I don't know if that happens anymore. And thankfully I did in 2016, I won an Italian uh, Coach of the Year award. So every day I look at that tro- that that plaque with that little insignia, that logo on it. You know, and I think that needs to be, Brought back. You mentioned the Heinz History Center. I'm fortunate enough that I was asked to donate some things there. My shirt, uh, my I have some. We have a trophy named a, a, a trophy, but a baseball series named after my mom and dad, who I adored. My parents like, uh, you know, like crazy. But anyway, um, so I I donated that trophy. So having my stuff up there, and a connection to my parents at, at the Italian. Uh, thing there, a uh, section, and the Heinz History Center just means the world to me. But other kids, you know, the the 10-year-olds, the 12-year-olds, they have to know about that and have that goal and have that pride in them. And, and But your organizations, I think, are really going to help with that. We I hope so. I think we <laughs> hope so. We're, we're trying. I, I kind of want to just get it out there and challenge everybody. If you're Italian and you claim that beautiful, beautiful heritage, find out where you're from. So when someone asks you, where are you from? You can tell them. That's one big thing. For every young person out there, even 50 years old, just say, I'm Italian, where are you from? New York, no, no, I'm saying, where are you from? (laughs) What did John F. Kennedy say? You won't know where you're going to know where you're you're from. That's right. It's important. It's important to know your background. Why? Again, there's another old Italian saying, if you ever see a turtle on top of a fence post, you know he didn't get there alone. I know that wherever it is I'm at in my life, it wasn't for my mom and dad. Guaranteed luck. I wouldn't have the life I have today. And my dad can go back to his family. And when they came over here and, uh, you know, you just didn't show up and go to pit or just show up and go and, or have a job here at Robert Morris. You know, somebody helped you way back. Oh. You know, they came here. <laughs> you know, every single person I've ever run into, the first thing they say to me, your grandfather, Jeep De Pasquale, got me my first job. Yeah. 
Sure. It's incredible. Another Pittsburgh tradition. It's right? incredible. <laughs> it is pretty incredible. It really is. But it it's really important is. for the, and again, it, to start them when they're young and, and, and you know, let's cultivate that that, that well, I've prime. traveled with my, I have three sons, Italo, Salvador, and Antonio, right? So they're all well, named the after first Italo. I, I have an uncle Italo. Really? Yeah, yes, I do. So... I, re- I remember having Italo and I'm in the hospital and, and my girlfriend said, you're really going to name him Italo? Yeah. I said, well, my father-in-law was Italo. Yeah. And so, she's like... Oh, I thought you said Italo. Uh, mine was Italo. No, Italo. 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 Okay, Italo. And okay. I was just like, am I doing the wrong thing? Like, what? She was there. He's going to be made fun of that name and that child has never been made fun of. Because he you knows know. people and, you know... <laughs> <laughs> I mean, Another Italian stereotype. That's just, one of those ones I'm not ashamed of. Hey, I know people. Right. You get on my nerves. Well, you you try and keep the tradition, and that's right. what we did. You know, there were three Maranti brothers in Pentoni who grew up, and now there's three Maranti well, brothers here. I want, to, I want to ask about that, the Maranti brothers. You were, we were going to talk about that. Yeah. Tell me. Surprise me. Oh, so my sons, Italo, Salvatore, and Antonio, they're named after their um, grandfather Italo and their two uncles Salvatore and Antonio. So many of you know Seo Salvatore Maranti. He was legendary here in Pittsburgh. Uh, you saw him walking with the big bullfight and mustache. Um, he won many awards for that mustache, but he was very, very integral in my children. Um, keeping the Italian traditions. He was always there. He was always guiding them, always telling them to be proud of who they are and what they do. So um, the the Maranti brothers are still here in Pittsburgh. They're my sons. I have nephews, too, that are all Maranti um, Do they have mustaches, well. your sons? Well, he's um, only seven, so it's not that. No, no. <laughs> seven. Mine are 27, 28, oh, oh. and 21 now, so no, it's, it's pretty they got cool. The mustaches? You know another thing that's missing? Not yet. The old Swickley post office. Uh, it's by the bridge, right? And I remember every Christmas, my... Mom and dad would say, oh, the, the, the chest full of corduroy Corey. pants and razors and all that kind of stuff. And my grandfather, he was a shoemaker in Italy, uh, Giacomo, my mom's dad. He would send me these beautiful shoes. I'm talking about beautiful shoes. But he used to send the shoes with cheese. And, and the shoes right. smell like, I said, Grandpa, I, I can't wear these shoes. Every cat in town is following me. You know what I mean? They're beautiful shoes that he'd have to send, but they cost more to send them separately. <laughs> and I can't wear them. But we, he, used to make, he used to send me Gasso de Cavato. Oh, my God. Right? Unbelievable cheese. And it's very expensive. My aunt sent it to me several years ago. Man, was that good. Do they ever send you the homemade? Uh, well, yes, that's that what I'm saying. Is a, well, did you ever get it with the worms on top? With the what? The worms. No, no worms. I'm talking about, well, lasso, so, lasso, you know what I mean? The string right. around it. No, no. I want to yeah. hear this. Worms no. on the so cheese. So when, che- when the cheese is done, am I correct? When the cheese is done, the the the, the bugs come out of the cheese and they lay on top. No, uh, we don't. So don't we, would, they, we would get it and they'd be. We're worried about mold on our they'd bread. Be, they'd be dead. <laughs> and my dad would be like, this is, means it's good. Uh, and he would nah. just wipe it off. Well, they off. are a little different over that. I talked about. <laughs> I, I talked. To, I talked about my uncle Sidoto, right? So, if you can picture, we were waiting for him to come. He lived on this property. You can see the ocean, beautiful piece of property. So we're waiting for him, waiting for him. So I'm playing with this chicken, 
and I love chicken. So he comes with the hat, with the three-piece suit, with the chain dangling. He was about 83, you know, a skinny guy. And we had a great conversation. And then we're upstairs, and he said, well, I'm gonna, I heard you like chicken. I said, I love chicken. He grabs this ax. I said, where are you going? That chicken you were playing with, I'm going to go get him. I said, no, no, I named him Clifford or whatever I named him. I'm not going to eat him. It's a different ballgame over there. It is a different, yeah, don't but say no, it. No, that cheese... No, I didn't, we didn't have any of that kind of stuff, but mm-hmm. the, it was really, really good. See, I didn't want to say something about your feet stuck. Now I know why. I no, no. I'm, I'm very sensitive to odor, extremely. Those shoes were beautiful. We couldn't wear them. You'd be them. surprised, but Italians still do that today. Opaku? No, oh, just oh, hiding the food in their boots and oh, stuff that okay. they send over. Yeah. Oh, all the time. All right. <laughs> I, I, we call that, you know, violating immigration laws, but what the heck. Well, uh, all right. I, I <laughs> Italian, Italians call it getting myself the food I need. Oh. I leave all my clothes in my shoes when I go back. I bring nothing home but olive oil and cheese and superstata. As long as it's backpack. Let's talk, after this, we're going to talk olive oil after this because I'm and getting I, some good, yeah. good stuff And i got to do a Calabria. cheap plug for a friend of ours. I'd like to get him on the show. Larry Richard, who's, you know, Larry Richard. Yeah. He, he, was, he was a big time involved. And he went with Bruno Sammartino to Italy to tape this thing in Pizzo uh, Ferrato, right? Mm-hmm. And what a story yeah. that is. And, and they did an unbelievable job. They had the uh, premiere at the uh, Heinz History Center which I was fortunate enough to be invited to, um, to, to, to show it. And then, I'm not, I mean, Larry, at the end of the, I didn't realize it, but he put my name on the credits, which meant the world to me. Oh, that's amazing. But you gotta watch that, because it's, it has not, zero to do with wrestling. Had to do with that, just the awful, the, the pain they had to deal with where they were gonna be shot and killed. I don't wanna spoil it for you, but you can order it. And you got to get it. It's, um, I forget what it's called, but it's Bruno Sorrentino documentary. I should mm-hmm. know the name of it. But um, again, Larry Richard uh, did it. All right. We are almost out of time. But what I want to do, one last question each, or, or kind of get your thoughts. So I'll start with you because I'm going to give you the last word for the, uh, for, the, for the plug, the event. All right, Domenica, last thoughts. If you're going to tell a listener something that you really wanted to, what are your words of wisdom to leave the listeners with? Listen to Impact, Italian yeah, Impact Italian Weekly. Impact. <laughs> List, yes, besides that and besides go and buy your gala ticket now, mm-hmm. buy a table. Yeah, buy stop waiting to the last minute. <laughs> stop waiting and stop being cheap, okay? We're trying to do something here. Okay, Italians, let's stick together. We need to stick together. And, um, you know, for what was the question again? You answered it. Thank you very much. (laughs) (laughs) All right, Angela, last word. Give us your your words of wisdom that you want to tell the community. I I think I have one last thing. So years ago when we first started, we went to the Italian consulate in Philadelphia. And at first, um, the vice consulate, whoever it was, said to us, if this was even possible, we'd already have a school in Philadelphia. I walked out of that meeting so motivated, so ticked off, but so motivated. I said, I'll show him. They're going to be begging me to have a school in Philadelphia in a few years. And honestly, the Italian consulate's coming to this event. I was just going to ask you that. They are coming. They are coming. And they have been very supportive recently. And they are very pro this because they said, you know what, if you do this in Pittsburgh, we're very interested for you know relationship to come to Philadelphia. So Perfect. they are now asking us. 
All right, so yeah. the event, one more yes. time. It is March 17th. March 17th. Patrizio Blanc will be there. Mm-hmm. Get your tickets. Now, how do I get my tickets if I'm listening? So all they need to do is come to, go to our website, Scuola, S-C-U-O-L-A, Galileo, G-A-L-I-L-E-O.org. And there is a fundraiser 2023 link to the fundraiser, or they could call the phone number on the website. Or they can come to ItalianImpactWeekly.com yes. because yes. I have your name and number on there. So if you really yes. are interested, we, I'm encouraging, I will be there. Yes. I've already got my tickets. I've already got my seat. I'm yes. excited and I'm actually been, I think I'm gonna have some other folks from the family are gonna be joining me as well. Awesome. So we're gonna talk about that. Awesome. Um, so we're all gonna be there. And again, ladies, I wanna thank you very much for your time. Yeah, we really appreciate can it. The only, can definitely I say, back, be back on. Yes, can I say ahead. one last thing? One the last only thing. thing I would say is if you heard this today on the radio, please call us because we can help you out. I know people are looking at the website and thinking that tickets are expensive. This is a donation. It's tax deductible. And just please call anyway and say, this is what I can afford, right? I want to come to the event and we will do what we can to get you there. So. Awesome. All right. All right. Appreciate it. Like that. I said, both we want you back on for sure. The Italian American Sports Hall of Fame Banquet will be Wednesday, August 2nd at the Lamont Restaurant in Mount Washington. If you want to become a member of the Italian Sports Hall of Fame or attend the banquet, please email questions at italianimpactweekly.com. Don't forget about my book, Lead from the Heart Up, Not the Neck Up, How to Create a Positive Winning Culture on the Field and in the Office. Uh, go to my website, ClaudioRelsano.com, and Boxing's Best TV Show with Luther Dupree Jr. and Smokey Jim Frazier, uh, the Boxing Authorities on Channel Box. Also, we like once again, I want to thank Hank and Warder for the music. If uh, you have any uh, event or interested in hearing Hank or hiring Hank, um, great musician. I've known the guy for you know, damn near 50 years. He's a great guy. Please find him on You're Facebook. Be in trouble for I know. Hank Eduardo on Facebook. Again, Hank, thank you very much for the music. Always appreciate it. And again, we hope you tune in next week. Um, I think we're going to have uh, Patricio oh, Boan yes, will yes. be on the show yes, next week. Right. So we're yes. excited. And we have the Spagnolos. Remember Angelo Spagnolo, the awesome. world's worst avid golfer. He's going to be on, and his son Don. Looking I forward to that. I think we them. need to have a golf off because I have there a permanent go. push right, and we're going to see about that. But again, thank you very much. We hope you tune in next week. And again, if you have any questions, you're interested in supporting us, sponsoring us, or if you have any questions for our guests, or anything that we talked about tonight, please email us at questions at italianimpactweekly.com. Again, that is questions at italianimpactweekly.com. And as always, be sure to visit our website, italianimpactweekly.com, if you can remember that. Thank you very much. Claudio, last word. Always thank you, Mom and Pop. Uh, It's going to be the normal, buddy. Appreciate that. And Linda and Ida. And grazie a Dio. All right. That's right. Grazie a Dio. All right.